Welcome to the John and Christian Podcast, a podcast coming from two dudes who love movies and talking about life. On today's episode, we will be talking about how we met, stories from Camp House, and giving you guys our top movies from 2018. Cue the music. John Callis, and this is t- we're talking about a top five movies of the year of 2018. Hey, Christian, you want to say something? Yes, this is Christian Metzler. I'm sitting here with John. It is currently 2:30 a.m. Um, in Washington D.C. and it is January 1st, 2019. Go 19. Yeah, go 2019. But um, we just got done celebrating Arena of the New Year's. We actually just watched Austin Powers. What's the Man of International Mystery? Yeah, yeah, of course. Man of International Mystery. Um, And we are about to record our first podcast episode for the John and Christian podcast. Now, there's a little bit of backstory here because we've actually already recorded two episodes, but... We figured the best time to record our we would, when we recorded our previous episodes we recorded them over Skype, and Skype's kind of difficult. Um, but now John and I are back in the same place in Washington D.C. Just had the greatest week ever, um, and we are we have a mic too now, which is important because before we were just doing kind of our computer mics and it wasn't the best. Um, but yeah, we decided to record a podcast and mainly centered around movies for the most part. But we'll talk about some other things too, probably. Um, but I guess we should tell everybody how we met, John. You want to go ahead and tell them? Okay, of course. Um, we met um, Camp Howells at this year, last year. Yeah, now it's last year. <laughs> <laughs> I've always forgot about that. <laughs> um, we met at 2018 in Camp Howells. I was ICPS and he was a counselor. Um, we met over our love, food of salami. Yes, our, our love for food of salami. So you want to tell him how it all went down? Um, I believe you tell him. Okay, I'll tell him. I'll tell him. So, let me set the scene. It was late one night on a dark and mysterious night at Santa Clara University, and we had just finished our day, and I went upstairs into... We were staying in, like... I guess they were, I, they were dorm rooms, and we I found this room on the third floor. It was like an RA's dorm room, but because it was summer, no one was living in it. So every night, I would go in there, and I hid some food in there, so I would eat my salami, cheese, and crackers. And my friend Camden, um, Camden and I were the, really the only two people that kind of knew about the room. And I had met John already during the camp, but we hadn't really hung out yet. So I walk in, just like any other night, I'm eating my salami, cheese, and crackers. And lo and behold, John Kellis comes walking through the door with a grin on his face. He walks up to me and he asks me for some salami. And I said, sure, you can have a few slices of salami. So he had, I don't know, maybe three, four, five slices. You remember, John? Yeah, I remember. (laughs) And then it was time for me to go to like an all-counselor meeting. So I was going to put my cheese and crackers or my cheese and salami back in the fridge um, and then go hang out with some people and then go to the counselor meeting. And I said, John, do you want to come with? And he said, no, I'm fine. I think I'll stay in this room. And that's when it hit me that this guy was about to eat all of my salami as soon as I left the room. So 
put the salami back in the fridge, walk out the door, and I was going to wait like 10 seconds, um, and then go back in and catch him red-handed with all my salami, just munching away. But as soon as I shut the door, like three seconds later, I heard a little click, and John had locked the door, and he was about to eat all my salami. <laughs> but that's kind of how we met, and then after that, we just like, I mean, we hung out all week for the most part. Yeah, yeah, it feels too. like it feels like Camp House San Francisco was so long ago. Yeah, it is. Um, we started a new word. It's called chaw. We did. We would um, every time we did a roller coaster, we would just go chaw, <laughs> and then where did it even come from? It came from a movie, right? I think so. I forgot what movie that is. Yeah, but anyways, that was kind of our word of the week. We did a lot of fun stuff in San Francisco, but we just, I guess, we finished Camp Pals, the Winter Adventure in Washington D.C. I guess it's kind of technically over now. Yeah, it is. John has a flight at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning, so we're just going to stay up all night because the airport's like 30 minutes away, so we got to leave at like 5.30. But anyways, that's how we met. We just finished Camp Pals, or Camp Pals, I'm sorry, Camp Pals, uh, Washington, D.C., and it was a great camp. John and I had a freaking blast. (laughs) Yes, we did. (laughs) It was, without a doubt, my favorite five or six days of 2018 with my best bud, Christian, and me. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. We had, John and I had like FaceTime almost every day since San Francisco. So it'd been like four months since we last saw each other. So we had a lot of fun. We did it, we, we cruised, we saw zoo lights, we went to the Smithsonian. Of course. I, and also, I saw that the first Technicolor out camera about the Wizard of Oz. Yes, the first, and what's the importance of that camera? It's the first. The first Technicolor. True, yeah. And yeah, it was the camera that filmed The Wizard of Oz, so that was cool to see that, especially with the love for movies. Um, what else did we do? Today we rang, rang in the New Year's, obviously. Um, There's some Olympics. Yeah, we did Olympics. We did aerobics. Yeah. Um, but we took a fat nap today because we knew we were going to be staying up all night. Yeah, but we, yeah we took a three-hour nap. We did take a three-hour nap. Um, but let's talk about... The cruise, because that was, I think, yeah. both of our favorite part of the trip. Is the cruise. Of course, the cruise. Yeah. Um, I have to, like, um, the boat, um, mem- memories, like, um, like, the Titanic scene from <laughs> Rose and Jack was say, I'm flying, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Never let go, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John remade the picture, like the, the famous Titanic pose with one of the other counselors named Emily, and it was epic. And it was golden. It was golden. It was perfect. Um, and then on top of that, you also, or we, had a very elegant, prim and proper lunch. Yes, we did. <laughs> we had, um, what do we had? We had Pork. Pork. Um, a little bit of salad, fruit, salad fruit. But your favorite? My favorite is the garlic mashed potatoes. <laughs> John, John ate a lot of garlic mashed potatoes, and we put our napkins in our shirts, and we talked in like British accents the entire time. Yes, we did. Because we felt like that's what you do when you have a nice dinner on a cruise boat. Yeah. I guess it was a lunch, and then afterwards we went up to the top of the ship. And we just had a blast up there. It was windy. It was a perfect day outside. It was a little windy, but I think it's always windy on the river. But it was awesome. We sang songs. Yeah, we sang a song from a a song from Lonely Island. It's called I'm on a Boat. Yes. And it's actually a perfect timing for that because we're on the boat. <laughs> it was perfect for that. Not the most uh, appropriate. It was appropriate for the situation, but it's a very inappropriate song. But 
We loved it. It yeah. was awesome. <laughs> John mm. was jamming. Um, what else? What else? Oh, we had a couple pranks going on. Yes, we did. Probably the best one was the uh, the old lady prank. Now, this was John's idea. So, John, you want to tell him about it? Um, I'll be you do it. I'll tell him about it, and then you, you, can, you can fill in any of the details, right? Okay. All right. So, John came to me with the idea one night that... Um, so campers are technically supposed to be like asleep and in bed by at like 10:30, but John usually stayed up a little later because he'd watch videos on his uh, laptop, and then when I got back, we would hang out for a little bit more. So John had the genius idea of putting a blanket over himself and then kind of walking around the hallways like the Hunchback of Notre Dame at like midnight. Dom. Yeah, Notre Dame, my bad. Um, and then kind of trying to trick people into thinking he was an old lady. So we tried it last night. And how'd it go, John? What do you think? It went horribly wrong. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it, could, it could have been better. We could say that. Um, what do you think it was that, that gave it away? I think it might have been the feet. It might be the feet. Yeah, it is the feet. Yeah, so John had a blanket like on him, bit his feet. He wasn't wearing shoes. But we, we on one group, it kind of worked. They were like, who is that? And I told them, oh, it's a wee old lady, and she's looking for the bathroom. Can y'all help? <laughs> and then they said something. I can't even remember what they said, but it was funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it kind of worked. <laughs> yeah, and then they noticed my feet, and then now my true identity was... Revealed. Revealed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it's been an awesome week. Um, can't say enough good things about pals. Uh, Washington DC has been incredible. Um, you got anything else to say, John, or should we get into this review? Um, let's do the, another prank we're talking about when you... Oh, we're going to talk about the other prank? Yeah, the, about Alex. Oh, Alex. So Alex is, um, one of our other roommates. Alex is incredible. We honestly had the best room in the entire camp. We had a guy yeah. named Tay who was a counselor and then a guy named Alex who's a camper. Alex is incredible. Tay is incredible. Um, John's also incredible. So we had just a squad room. And uh, we, I guess it was last night too, we got back, Tay and I got back kind of late from a counselor meeting and Alex was still awake. Um, or no, he wasn't awake. He was like half he had awake. Like, yeah, he was like half awake. He, I think he might have like just fallen asleep. So we walked in and Tay had the brilliant idea of trying to trick Alex that it was already morning. So we convinced Alex that he had slept all night and that it was now morning time. So he got dressed and got up and went outside and then realized that it was still nighttime. And then he came back in and laughed. We laughed our heads off. That was funny. Yeah. Um, that was honestly probably my favorite prank. I can't believe I forgot that one. But those were two of our pranks. Two of two of mini pranks, we'll say. Two of our favorites out of the Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. But now, um, maybe we should talk a little bit about why we're doing movies. Yeah, we should talk about that. Yeah, so John, you want to talk about, when did you first fall in love with movies? Or? Well, I was a pure movie genius all the time, and I was like, I wait, wait, wait. You were You were naturally born pure movie genius? Yes, I am. Okay. Um, I'm not like a pure, like, like, like those fancy, fancy. Yeah. Movies of like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Gone the Wind, for example. Yeah. <laughs> but you have quite a few movies in your movie collection. Right? Yeah, I have good taste of films. I have like, um, psychological thriller films, um, um, comedies, action, drama. You um, got, you got it all, man. You I have, got it all. You have John has shown me his movie collection, and he has so many movies. 
It's remarkable. How many movies do you have? I can't remember all of them, though. Yeah, I think you should count them. Yeah, I should. There's a bajillion of them, though. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like between like probably like two, two, three to four hundred movies. Three to four hundred movies, yeah, something like that. And I got new, I got got new movies for last year. Yeah, he got he got new movies for Christmas. And you want to tell him what movie I got you? Oh my, he got Christian called me the second movie of Incredibles. Oh. That was John's Christmas present. I actually haven't seen it yet. I was waiting for it to come on Netflix. So I'll see it eventually, though. But John's also a fantastic movie impressionist. Yes, I do. So let's see. What impressions have I seen? What do you want to do? Um, Batman. Batman? Okay, hit us with Batman. Yes, I showed you these four people really being good. Dude, I don't think I've heard your Batman before. I guess I knew what you could do it, but I haven't heard it. Yeah. Um, how about do the Adrian one? Yeah, Adrian. Adrian. <laughs> That's Sylvester Stallone, right? Yeah, Technically. that is. It yeah. is. Um, okay, Morgan Freeman. <clears throat> My name is Morgan Freeman. Dude, you're you're essentially Morgan Freeman. Maybe you should talk in the whole podcast in your Morgan Freeman voice. Maybe, maybe it's a little harder to do that because <laughs> he's super smooth. He's super low voice. <laughs> he could be the son of God. Son of God, maybe, man. I wonder what God does sound like. But yeah, so John loves movies. I'm, I, I really, I really enjoy movies. I wouldn't say my love is quite as as vast as John's is. Um, but I do watch quite a few movies, watch quite a few in 2018, hoping to watch even more in 2019. That's oh, one definitely will. My anticipated movies of 2019 is actually between um, Star Wars and Marvel and some Disney movies with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's a Quentin Tarantino film I want to watch. It's about, it's about the Charles Manson murderers. I'm super excited for that movie because Quentin Tarantino Tarantino is actually my favorite director of all time. It's done along with, Stanley, with Steven Spielberg and Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, there's there's a ton to look forward to in 2019. Um, I think at the top of my list is probably Lion King, um, Toy Story 4. Um, Aladdin. Aladdin looks awesome too. Yeah, all those Disney movies. But Dumbo. before we get to 2019, we need to review 2018. Maybe we should share. Let's share some of our New Year's resolutions, though, with the audience. So Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, let's do yeah. it. So at the top of John's list was, or we, we got a couple things. We'll do it. These are our joint New Year's resolutions. Yes. First one, watch watch more movies. Yeah, we got to watch more movies. Second, we're trying to get, or you tell them. About um, after that, we do reviews for them. Yes, we do reviews. But we also are trying to get invited to the Oscars. Yeah, I want to write it in Oscars or get nominated for the Critics' Choice Awards. Yes, because technically we're critics now that we have a podcast. Yeah, of course. <laughs> maybe we could write our own blog. We could write our own blog. Maybe we could be bloggers or vloggers. Yeah, bloggers, vloggers, um, broadcasting. We just do all types of media. Yeah, let's do all types of media and <laughs> talk about movies all the time. That's... But there's only one problem. I had to move with him to Texas. Yeah, that's true. John lives in Fresno and I live in... Uh, I'm still in college, so I live in College Station, I guess. But maybe we can pick back up on the Skype. We definitely will. We won't let this thing die. But without further ado, do you think it's time we uh, review our movies from 2018? Yeah, let's do that. All right. 
Let's do this. Um, so 2018 was a great year of movies. I'd see all of them. Saw a decent amount of them. Um, John, what were your thoughts on 2018 in general before we hop into our top fives? Um, amazing year. And I cannot wait for February. Yes. February. Wait, what's in February? Um, February will be the the Oscar ceremony for 2018 films. Oh, correct. For the, correct. For the, for the for the night for the Academy Awards. Okay, I didn't realize that the Oscars were in February. It will be tough to get an invite on such short notice, but it can happen. If somebody out there has a connection with the Oscars, hook me and John up with an invite. But anyways, let's hop into our top five. So I'm going to give you guys my top five. John's going to give his top five. We're going to start out with number five. So my number five movie of the year was A Star is Born. How was that movie? I felt like it was a great movie. Um, I think a lot of people enjoyed it a lot more than I did, but at the end of the day, it was still an incredible film. Yeah. Um, I think Bradley Cooper was good. Obviously, Lady Gaga, she's up for Actress of the Year, I believe. Um, great film, great message. Um, I felt like it really portrayed kind of the what it means to be a famous person, like current society and some of the mental health problems that come along with that. Yeah. Um, it was very touching, very moving. What did you think about it? Um, it's actually kind of emotional for me, um, <laughs> about his alcoholism for Bradley Cooper's character. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, it's really, it's really heavy too. It's like, it's more like a drama. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to give away any spoilers, but a lot of tears were being shed in the movie theater. At the end. That's all I can say. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. You hit him with your number five. Well, my number five will be Disney's Christopher Robin. Yes, Disney's Christopher Robin. Um, yeah. So tell me more about that film. That film is actually like a great message for people who love Winnie the Pooh novels and movies, um, sort movie stories and stuff. Yeah, no, I agree. I actually... Growing up, I still have it. It's at home in my bed. I have a little Pooh Bear doll that I was given when I was really little. So Pooh has always been kind of like my go-to stuffed animal. John and I actually, our first podcast like episode we recorded that we never released because it was like kind of trash, low-key trash, um, was to Christopher Robbins. We actually already reviewed this movie. But I thought it was a good film. I thought it was really funny. Um, That's one of the things I was most surprised with. I thought Eeyore, Eeyore made me crack up a bunch. Yeah. Um, Pooh had some great one-liners. And then... Uh, lead actor guy from star wars what's his name ewan uh, mcgregor right ewan mcgregor yeah 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 i thought he did a pretty good job yeah um, he has a great performance on that yeah yeah so all in all great film um all right on to number four okay my number four is avengers avengers how was that movie avengers was i thought it was great um avengers infinity war obviously i thought it was great i thought i went in so i'm not the biggest marvel guy i hadn't seen all of the movies that fall in line with like the Marvel universe and whatnot. But one of the things that I was impressed with was with so many different characters who are like so important, they did an incredible job in my opinion of making the story very captivating and making it feel like each character kind of had like a special role, even though, you know, the battles are so large and there's so many of them and, you know, you've got to defeat Thanos and all of this. Obviously the characters are some awesome actors yeah, all I want to say is like a great A-list ensemble cast. There's Chris Hemsworth, um, who's the guy who did Loki, I forgot his name. I can't remember Loki. Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. For Iron Man, right? I think one of them is Josh Brolin. Did Stan- he did Thanos, yeah. Thanos. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, Mark Buffalo. Yeah, and then uh, what's uh, Captain America's name? Chris Rogers. Oh, Steve no. Rogers. Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers. That's right. No, that's his. That's his name, and uh, that's his human name, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, I thought it was a good film. All right, your number four. My number four film of the year is Ozone's Eight. Well, it's like actually a spinoff from a another movie called Ocean's Eleven with director of Steven Spielberg. Um, it's about a a heist of jewelry. Um, with have Sandra Bullock, um, Helen Benham Carter, and who else is in the movie? Like Rihanna. Yeah, no, I I think one of the special things with all the Ocean's movies, um, is that they come with like star-studded casts. Yeah, like all like A-list ensemble cast ever, ever, all the time, all the time. <laughs> But no, I actually didn't see Ocean's 8, so I'm going to take John's word for it and say that it was a good film, so trust my boy John. All right, on to number three. So my number three favorite film was A Quiet Place. I thought that movie was absolutely incredible. I John loves horror movies. I don't love horror movies or suspense movies, I guess you could say. Um, I don't know what genre it technically falls into, maybe thriller, horror type. Psycho- uh, psychological. Psychological, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I kind of usually shy away from those movies just because I'm, I don't know, it's not really my, not my cup of tea, I guess you could say. Yeah, I cannot believe you saw it and, and I should have seen it because I'm not, I'm, I'm not a big horror movies in theaters because of the, the sound would be super loud. Yeah, yeah. But it was incredible, I thought. It had one of the most gut-wrenching, incredible scenes that I've, think i've ever seen in like any movie ever yeah um john krasinski is absolutely incredible i love that movie that was probably my favorite scary movie that i've you know ever seen um what about you what's your number three my number three is a solo a star wars story okay another movie in the uh star wars another movie added on by disney to the star wars universe this year um what'd you think about it well it's like an underwhelming film of the year but I just want to put it on top of my thing because I appreciate Star Wars films. Yes, of course. But, uh, Star Wars was like near and dear to me growing up, especially Han Solo with the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, uh, Millennium Falcon gets me back all the time. I always, I used to watch like the 1977 version of the movie. <laughs> oh my gosh. So the fact that they went back and made that movie, that movie got caught, kind of caught like a lot of flack in the public. It wasn't, it wasn't a very well-received Star Wars film. I think it was probably one of the most... Overwhelming? Overwhelming? I don't know about overwhelming. It didn't raise as much money as they wanted it to. I know that. Yeah. Um, it kind of underperformed. I think I think there's a I think there's a reason of that because the actor who played him did horrible. Okay. Wow. I think he did horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer Chris Pratt you, over this guy. So you would have rather had Chris Pratt as young Han Solo? Yeah, young Han Solo. I know he's like a little older with. With his scruffy beard, but there's no actually reason for that because he's like almost like kind of like kind of like like Star Wars meet Indiana Jones character. I know he did Chris Pratt did a role from Star Lord from Guardians of the Galaxy. That's like another Galaxy movie. Same thing with Star Wars. So that movie could be an awesome movie with Chris Pratt instead of the guy who played this movie. <laughs> 
Yeah, Chris Pratt. Uh, I, that's interesting. I didn't know. That's I never thought about that. I think it would be cool to kind of see Chris Pratt in that realm. He was probably a little too old though. I know he's a bit too old, but he's a lot. But he's a lot more younger than Harrison Ford. Yeah, that's very very true. Which is also why Harrison Ford didn't play it. But man, one day, John, when you own your own movie studio, you're gonna get to set the cast, and you can grab Chris Pratt whenever you want to. Yeah, as. Han Solo. As Han Solo. Yes, yes. All right, shall we do number two? Yeah, number two. All right, my number two. My Okay, so my number one and my number two were super close. But my number two is Black Klansman, coming from Spike Lee. I thought that this film, um, the meaning and the message behind it, and continuing uh, the discussion in our country about racial problems and social justice issues that we're facing, I thought the movie did an incredible job portraying that, especially with the final scene in which they kind of uh, overlay music with some scenes from, you know, actual um, footage that has been taken from some of these pretty much horrific acts of discrimination that have happened in our country. But on top of that, I thought the film was incredible too. I thought the acting was marvelous. I thought that um, the way it was edited, the cinematography, pretty much everything. This movie is getting kind of a lot of hype for Best Picture, and I am all behind it on that front. I I, I cannot say enough good things about this movie. Um, so that's my number two. I don't think you, you didn't see Black Klansman, did you, John? No, I didn't, but I know, I know what it was about, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got anything to add, or do you want to go to your number two? Let's go to my number two. All right, let's hear it. My number two is Mission Impossible Fallout. Mission Impossible Fallout. All right, so tell me more. Well, it was like a spy, astronaut films. Um, I love, like, with Ethan Hunt as... Um, Tom Cruise. Um, he's an amazing actor of all time. Um, can I can I remember? I guess say next. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. I thought that was one of the most suspenseful movies. I love that movie too. That movie almost made it into my top five. It was close. It was probably my number six, honestly. But it was suspenseful, dude. Yeah, it and, is. And I I I don't know if I that's my technically my favorite genre of film, just because when I go to the theater. I like it to be a little bit more laid back and enjoy a good story. But I was just on the edge of my seat. I was kind of stressed out, which is the purpose of the movie. So. I love that, like the <laughs> helicopter scene. The <laughs> helicopter scene from the last shot is actually from drones. Because in, because we have investment technology in film industry for drones to for film things. So you're saying that whole last scene was filmed by drones? Yeah. No, how'd you know that? Um, I just know because we're in the monitor more times right now, and directors want to do some more high-def camera things. Oh, interesting, interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, Mission Impossible Fallout. Great movie. Definitely one of the top films of 2018. All right, now on to our number ones. Um, so I'll go with my number one. This was a movie that I was... I, this is probably the most research I've ever done before watching a movie in terms of before it came out. I was watching every single interview... Every single snippet, whether it was the director was getting interviewed on a podcast, um, they were interviewing some of the actors. I was trying to soak it all up before it came out. And I loved the movie. And that's probably because, so the movie was mid-90s, um, directed, written um, by Jonah Hill. And I'm a big Jonah Hill fan. Of course uh, I am, too. Yeah. He's a great actor for Moneyball. Yeah, great in Moneyball. I love Jonah Hill. Um, and hearing hearing his reasoning for making the film and how much thought um, and preparation went into it and how long he waited before he decided to uh, write and direct his, his first film 
that was that was pretty cool to hear coming from him. Um, so mid '90s is set in the mid '90s. I think one of the reasons why I loved it so much is because the message the message really you know it, it really kind of hit me in a, in a sense that I could relate to it. So I didn't obviously didn't grow up in the mid '90s. I was born in the mid '90s. Um, but I think one of the things that's so true, especially in the age in which you and I grew up, John, is that when you were around like 11 or 12, it's kind of a time in your life where friends in a lot of ways are more important than your family. Trying to find a friend group that you can fit in with and like a squad that you can roll with. Like a family, like, like friends, with, like a family with friends. Exactly, exactly. And that's um, something that I've... I can remember so clearly, like, all I wanted when I was 11, 12 was a group of friends to go hang out with and run around the neighborhood with. And lucky enough, I found that group of guys. Um, and that's essentially what the movie's about. Um, it's set in California. Kind of, It's definitely, definitely the way I grew up was not similar to the California culture. Um, and Jonah Hill kind of caught a lot of flack for um, a lot of the things that he decided to leave in the film um, because they were offensive and yada, yada, yada. But... I think the reason that he did that is because he was trying to make the film as true to that culture as it could be. Um, and I respect that. And I think that that's how history should be preserved. I also think it should be changed so that people's feelings don't get hurt. I think it needs to be shown how it was. Uh, now, on top of that, I love this, the, the cast. Um, Nakel Smith, um, Olin Prenat. Um, I'm, I'm blanking on Stevie's name right now, the main actor. I follow him on Instagram. So I watch. Oh, Sonny Soldier. That guy was awesome. So they were all former skaters, actually. Um, I guess they're still current skaters, but they uh, they did not. They weren't actors. He just kind of found them on the on, at the skate parks and decided that they would be good for the movie. I love the movie. It was definitely my top movie of 2018. A lot of people think that's just because I'm a Jonah Hill Homer guy, um, which might be kind of true. But no, I love that movie. It's definitely my number one. Yeah, yeah, of course, of history movies mid nineties, but I one of my books that's of twenty eighteen. I need movies I need to finish is actually that movie to see. Yeah, John's got to see it still. All right, without further further ado, John, it is time to hear your number one. Well, we have a tie for number one. It is going to be Incredibles two and Bohemian Rhapsody. Wow, tie! This yeah. is unheard of. Unheard of. Tie for number one. All right, give us, give us, give us, your, give us the rundown on both of them. Well, let's do Incredibles two first. Okay. The, the sequences of fighting sequences of all time is actually incredible. Of the animation looks amazing. Um, it might win an Oscar for best animated film. I am. I want to. I am dying to know that movie will win an Oscar for that for that genre with a I mean, with another. Nominated film with a animated short film, Bio might win for an animated short film, and I'm so excited for that. And I'm not sure they have like a a nominated for original song for that yet, but I'm getting my hopes up. <laughs> yes, uh, Incredibles too, dude. I hope it wins too. Incredibles, the original Incredibles was one of my favorite movies growing up. Um, so I was happy when they had a second. All right, now give us the rundown on Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody is like my it's a piece of movie of all time. It's about the life story and career of Freddie Mercury and Queen messed up together. Um, it's actually a nice biographic um, drama musical film of all time. Um, it's actually an amazing film. There's actually some, I think there's some cameo appearances, 
appearances of the original band members of Byron May and and uh, Drummer Boy. I forgot his name. <laughs> Drummer Boy. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, missing film of all time. And also, Mike Myers is in that movie. He was a producer of the of the Wicker Company. Wow. There might have been a little bias going into this movie, though, because tell us who one of your favorite bands is and who and what one of your favorite songs is of all time. Well, my my one of my, one of my favorite songs for that for that for their group is actually Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, and so, so this movie is actually based on a song called that. Um, it shows you how they made a six-minute song with his um stuff like opera with rock and roll is awesome. <laughs> yeah. John literally knows every single word of that song. Yeah, of course. And he will perform it anytime. Yeah, anytime, any, anywhere. Anytime, anywhere. Um, so that concludes our list of our top five movies of 2018. Yeah. John had a couple honorable mentions, so if you wanted to, if you want to mention them real quick. Okay, my honorable mentions. You want me to talk about them more? You whatever order you want. I'm gonna get you from six to fourteen. Okay. Um, my honorable mentions are the Meg by. And directed by National Treasure, um, Hotel Transylvania 3, Summerification, Mild 2022, 20, Venom. It's, I got, in 10, I got a tie with a Star Wars Born and First Man. Um, the House with a Clock in, in Its Walls by A.A. Roth. I, I did not expect that from him because he's. A iconic horror movie person, and but he created a movie for children for horror. That's actually amazing. He does that, and I cannot believe he does that. Um, a Wrinkle in Time, in my appreciated film of all time, I saw in theaters by myself. Um, is by Steven Spielberg. I hope you might win for this movie for an Oscar. Maybe, maybe not. It's for Ready Player One. This is his current last film of the year. Um, that and my last one is Twelve Strong about an Afghan war. Um, during after after the after the nine eleven. Wow, that is quite the list. Fourteen movies, man. And I'm a fan of all of those. So that does it for our first first episode, first podcast. Kind of our plans going forward is hopefully to do movie reviews, just kind of talk about life and things that are happening. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> We've already recorded two. I think I mentioned that at the beginning. And we just have a lot of fun doing it. So that's kind of our plans moving forward. Hopefully um, you guys enjoyed. Um, John, you got anything to say to, to send us off? Well, I just wanted to let you know, um, get busy living or get busy dying.